It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten a very Merry Christmas to everyone. I'm Will Ramirez. And I'm Octavia Ramirez. And this, of course, is the About That Life podcast, episode double two. 22. Catch 22. And today is the 22nd of December. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas. Actually, for those who celebrate, yesterday was the official Festivus Day. Oh my God. <laughs> so we could say it's a Festivus miracle. <laughs> And now we're going to air all our grievances. Uh, yes. That's, I think, I think <laughs> That's this, like the purpose of this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is a very festivist kind of podcast. Good. Which is, you know, as your cousins say, the reason they don't listen. If they want to hear our grievances, they can hear, listen, <laughs> listen in person. Yeah, exactly. They say they don't listen, but I have a feeling that they probably do. Oh, yeah. Maybe they, snippets of it. They're, they're closet listeners. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, of course, this is the... Christmas season, the holiday season. It's like, yeah. Whoop dee doo. Sure. Dickery dot. <laughs> You're going to sing all the songs today. Don't forget. Yeah, I've been listening to Christmas music all day long. Yeah. Um, you know, yesterday at work, we were doing the, you know, the stupid things that they make you do, like to like decorate your office. And, uh, yeah. Um, and like one of our, one of, one of uh, my coworkers, she did like an amazing job. And I told her, I'm like, you should not be working here. <laughs> you should work as like a store. Yeah. Window display you should artist. be like a visual merchandiser Yeah, because you do like a fantastic job. And uh, she's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, legit, you should, you're worth <laughs> more than whatever your, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're Re- getting paid here. Reconsider your day job. Yeah. But anyway, um, so we're doing this and I'm just like looking at all the crap that was bought and all the ridiculous amounts of paper that went up on the wall. Okay. That at the end of the day after, you know. What, for one department gets a pizza lunch or something stupid like that? Hey, that's pretty epic. Yeah, but after all that's settled... Are you just jealous because you guys probably didn't win? um, There's always controversy surrounding the win (laughs) at my company. Yeah. Um, And it's always surrounding our department because we, of course, always think... uh, We do a pretty good job. You guys are creative. We are the creative department, so naturally there's a certain expectation laid upon us. And I think maybe the expectation... You guys buckle under the pressure. No, no. I think we do We do a great job. Okay, be real, though. Did you contribute to this, like, team effort in any way? Uh, I'll be completely honest. In this particular effort, I did not. Okay. Um, there was just a lot, of, a lot going on around my job. I like to think I contributed by holding the fort down. <laughs> and, and actually getting work done. And, and ensuring that <laughs> once the gingerbread fake house and everything was done, yeah. everyone was still employed. Good job. <laughs> so, so they can thank you this Christmas as they yeah. sit around by, <laughs> at the dinner table. No, but I, th- I think we did a pretty epic job. We made like this like fake man fireplace thing. Yeah, you posted a picture. That yeah. was pretty nice. And then we put like an iMac in it with the fireplace oh. uh, thing going. Mm, where'd you get that idea from? It, it wasn't even my idea, but like <laughs> obviously somebody... We've done that before. We have done that before <laughs> in our place. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and then like, okay, anyway, there's just like, that's when I fir- first kind of felt like the Christmas spirit, whatever that is, or mm-hmm. like the air of Christmas okay. in the air, I guess. That's good. Um, this was yesterday. So. Yeah, because like everywhere you walked around the office, there was like some sort of like Christmas music playing. Okay. Um, it was kind of weird because I'm like listening to like this guy in my department's playing Christmas music, uh-huh. and it's like you know Silent Night, Hark the Herald, the Angels Sing, uh-huh. Mary's Born Child, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, like about to have church up in here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, yo, yeah, it's it's really, it was like, wow, we're allowed to I play know. this stuff now? Crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Put some, like, Fred Hammond on. <laughs> yeah, and I would kind of, yeah, I'd kind of sneak in a little bit of, like, that gospel R&B Christmas, and I was like, all right, because, like, <laughs> it has a little bit more soul. Yeah. Than, like, Bing Crosby, which I love Bing Crosby. I'm not, I was going to say, I'm like, are you about to, like... Uh, actually, I should him? say, of all the crooners... Bing Crosby is the worst crooner. Yeah, he's... Frank is the best. Frank is the and best. And Nat King and Cole. And Nat King Cole. Just are... Frank and Nat all day long. All yeah. day, air day. Those are my homies. Um, so for our, when, when the judging came around to our department, we uh, we elected to throw in some Ella. Ella Fitzgerald. Ooh. Uh, so we had a nice, a really nice little vibe going. 
Very, very quaint. Very yeah, cozy. Yeah, very, very cozy. I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to Ella work. Fitzgerald's voice sounds like... It sounds like a warm sweater. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, just kind of, like, cozy. Like, yeah. I feel warm. I want to, like, hug somebody. <laughs> That's what yeah. her voice sounds like. Yeah. At least for her Christmas music, so... No, just in general. I think her... Yeah. Not so much her big band stuff. That's not as cozy. But, like, yeah, her voice is just... It's just warm. It's just like butter. So good. Yeah, she's a legend. Obviously. Goes without saying. Um, Yeah, so then, okay, so are you, do you feel Christmassy? You had a pretty Christmas. So you feel like this office, like, fling thing was like your first bout of Christmas cheer this season? Uh, No, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go that far. Okay. Because we, on paper, have done all the Christmassy things this year. Except for one, but yes. Which one? We haven't gone to the Toronto Christmas market. We went to New York. That, think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, we like... We went to the capital of Christmas. <laughs> we sure did. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, the Christmas spirit thing is, like, such a tricky subject for me because I love Christmas. Like, I just... Yeah. As soon what as... What do you love about it? Okay, but, like, I'll get into that. But, okay. like, as soon as, like, September comes around, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like... All right, we're in the, like, last quarter of the year yeah. or the last third of the year. It's Christmas Christmas third. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, basically from September, I'm, like, already getting, like, amped for Christmas. But, like, I feel like it's during those times that I, like, feel most, like, excited for Christmas. Like, that anticipation. But now that, like... Christmas is like a thing and like I've been I'll be honest this year I've been having a hard time getting into the quote Christmas spirit and I have no idea why and like it's actually excuse me legitimately something that's like been bothering me okay (laughs) yeah like I was thinking about this actually last night we're in bed and like you had already fallen asleep but I was like up (laughs) and I couldn't sleep because I was worried that I wasn't feeling enough of the Christmas oh spirit. <laughs> this is another thing for you to stress yes, about. Yes, like I'm like legitimately stressed about this because like we are in Christmas week. Like today is December 22nd. Yeah. Christmas is it's three Christmas days. Eve, Christ- Eve, Eve. Yes. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. Like we are days away. And I don't know what it is. I have a feeling of what it might be that, like, kind of contributed to me not necessarily feeling the Christmas spirit <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, we went to the Christmas capital of New York, which is New York City. Yeah. And that was really Christmassy. And I Second only to maybe Bethlehem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if Jesus could have chosen where to be born. Uh, yeah, he, he totally would have chosen 30 Rock. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, I don't know. Like, I, I felt Christmassy in New York. Um, you know, it's obviously the city is lit. For the season, and I just don't know what it is. So today, actually, was the first time that I really, truly felt, like, while being here in Toronto, like, I guess you can say the closest thing to the Christmas spirit. Hmm. Um, I just had, like, an impromptu. I was able to take a day off uh, just because I'd put in, like, I'd worked super late last night on a project. So, yeah, my manager was like, yeah, that's cool. You can just stay home today. And our office is closed tomorrow, so I'm officially on Christmas break now. Yeah. So, yeah, I was able to kind of be home, you know, tidy up the place, like really enjoy my Christmas decorations. Yeah. Um, you know, I did the cliche uh, things that one would do days leading up to Christmas. I listened to Christmas music. I uh, went and I purchased materials with which to cook, uh, with which to bake Christmas cookies mm-hmm. and um, I made the, I got so far as making the cookie dough, but I'll make the cookies tomorrow. But anyways, yeah, so I've been doing that. And so that was, that was nice to be able to just be home, I think. Yeah. And just like, like you said, listen to the music and just kind of take that time to just relax, I think. And so that really helped kind of get me excited for Christmas. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's been stressful, like trying think, to get into this. See, I don't even really which know Which is crazy. What that Isn't is. that counterintuitive? Yeah, I guess. I, I, I really don't even know what the Christmas spirit is. I don't know what it's supposed to feel like. Um, I mean, we know what it is. You know, it's a spirit of giving and joy and, and unity and connectedness, but like, that's what it is in its essence. That's what it's meant supposed to be. But mm-hmm. I think that we've turned that. Like, what really is meant to be the Christmas, quote, Christmas spirit, yeah. you know, and turned it into, like, 
Christmas baking and shopping and tinsel yeah, well, and you know, lights. You know, and, you know, the thing is, like... Again, cri- associated with pressure. Yeah. Like, cri- I feel it. Christmas, although, like, yeah, the the Christian faith regards it as, like, one of the, like, important days. But it's not really, like, a sacramental day in, in the sense that, like, there's no, like... Um, official church tradition. Yeah, like, like you must celebrate Christmas in this way. <laughs> yeah, right? there's no there's no call to celebrate Christmas. Yeah, right in the way that there is uh, Easter. Yeah, right or like the Last Supper and when and when people take communion and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there really isn't like Christmas is very much more of a cultural thing, mm-hmm. um, regard- especially as we know it today. Is very like it dates back to more like pagan rituals. Right, right. So even even regardless of like. You know, if you want to hold the Christian tradition of Christmas, mm-hmm. um, then like e- even still, it's like it's not. You can't like really reconcile Catholic. it with what it is today. It's still it was still all is, and I think always kind of was more of a cultural celebration mm-hmm. than it was a religious one. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, now the Christmas spirit, the, and this is going to sound super like hippie, cynical of me, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think what we associate with the Christmas spirit mm-hmm. is sort of like the um, advertisers. Absolutely, advertise. It's like a, it's like a dream that Coca Cola invented. Exactly, right to yeah. sell more pop. Yeah, and like I'm fully to praying. probably compensate for declining Coca Cola sales in the winter. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just like I know that you know. Of course. That's not what the essence of the Christmas spirit is. But, like, for me, I'm in there with people. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to bake cookies. Like, people, you have to understand, like, I only just got into baking. Literally, this would be the time last year. Yeah. Because we were newlyweds. I had all this new kitchen gear that I'd, like, you know, as a single person living at home with her parents or her mom. Like, I'm not buying cookie sheets. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my mom never really baked. Uh, we don't really do a lot of, like, baked goods in our culture. Right. Everything is more... Yeah, we never baked much either. Yeah. And like, we, when we did, it was like just like a cake. Betty Crocker mix. Yeah, like cake. Exactly. So we didn't really have a lot of baking gear um, in my, like, growing up. It wasn't until my sisters actually started going into, like, preteen, teen years, and we went to a majority, like, white people school, mm. and so all their friends would be like, oh, yeah, freshly baked cookies, and so yeah. my sisters actually are the ones that started getting into baking. So, yeah, needless to say, last year as a newlywed, I got into it, and, you know, baking is associated with the, quote, Christmas time. It's Christmas associated with... So, like, today I felt... <laughs> I I literally felt the need to be like, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery (laughs) store, buy myself the materials, and for no good reason, bake up some cookies that, you know, potentially to take with me when we go to see our families on Christmas Eve. So. I don't even know. I'm I, I I'm, I'm that, in there with the advertisers. Like I get maybe, it. Maybe I think maybe I'm that's afraid. why. Like you, we haven't really spent like a huge, like a ton of time with our family over the last few weeks. You know, we went to New York. We yeah, came back. We kind of saw our families briefly last weekend. Yeah. Um, but we haven't like really spent a lot of time, like just being with family. Yeah, exactly. Right, and I think. Christmas kind of forces you to do that. And I think when that, when you get there and then like then every, you do, everybody's yeah, over, right. everybody's kind of chilling and happy and happy <laughs> and, you know, moms are in the cook, in the kitchen cooking up some, something spicy. Begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> begrudgingly. Um, yeah. I think maybe that's, that's when it kind of kicks in, but like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I truly, I, I can say I don't know what that Christmas. I'll say this: I, I don't know what the Christmas spirit is when you um, divorce it from like shopping, consumerism, consumerism. absolutely. Because when I'm yeah. in the mall and like buying gifts for people, yeah, 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 then yeah. then I kind of start feeling like, oh, you know, like I'm forced to think about my uh, adventures through the Eaton Center in a certain way because. I want to buy me stuff <laughs> because all the stuff I want is on sale. Yes. But I'm supposed to be buying for other people, yeah. which we didn't do this year. How much of a jackass do you feel like when you're at the mall and you're just like, I'm just, I just want to buy stuff for myself. Like not even just, I want to, like I'm going to, like I'm here <laughs> to buy things for myself, yeah. you know, because like the cash are like, 
do you need a gift receipt for this? No. no. <laughs> it's for me. You know, like, it's but that's, isn't that the crazy thing? It's like, if we, you and I were to like go to the mall right now and let's say we're like, Hey, great. There's all these sales. We all, we need like new pairs of jeans and sweaters or whatever. It just happened to be the time of the, you know, whatever that we would need to get something. Like I would not want to go shopping at this time of year because I would feel so guilty like, no, I would still feel that way because like, like I said, we're being marketed to like, give the gift that, you know, for the special someone, but like all the marketing is, is, you know, tied to you are buying this product for someone else, you know, or they'll throw in the like, I get it for yourself too. You know, it's like, yeah, but yeah. that's always like a tagged on to the overall overarching message of gift giving. And, and this is actually what I was getting at earlier is the reason I think that I haven't, and you, you touch on this, the reason I feel like I'm not getting in the Christmas spirit or that I've struggled with it is we actually talked about this, I think about two episodes ago, we are not giving Christmas presents this year. Like yeah. we are not receiving or giving Christmas presents. We've decided to just not participate in that, you know, aspect of the Christmas spirit or yeah. Christmas time. And we've decided that we're just going to... This really is a Festivus. <laughs> <laughs> this is how Festivus was born. <laughs> really, was it? Yeah. I need to watch that episode again. But yeah, so so yeah, like I honestly feel like me not participating in the exchange of goods. Yeah. <laughs> whether that's my money being, you know, gone to buy a present or, or thinking about, okay, what am I going to get my sister or my mom or whatever. Like that whole act of gift giving and purchasing has, I think, depleted me of what I thought was the, quote, Christmas spirit. Right. Because right? I'm not rushing <clears throat> to the mall. I'm not trying to, like, beat, you know, beat the time before it closes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm not in that hustle bustle. Like, I'm able to actually just chill, yeah. so to speak. And for some reason, I've, like, acquainted that with, like, me not feeling that buzz of Christmas, which really, like you said, is just the buzz of consumerism. Yeah, just the endorphins of spending money. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we did talk about that, I think, about two or three episodes ago about why we are not uh, going to be giving Christmas presents this year or receiving them, because we've actually let most of our family, you know, know that, hey, like, let's not do presents this year. Let's just get together, eat, have a good time. Um and that's and that's that. And that'll be that'll that. be Christmas, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that like it's always like when I was trying to explain it to my mom, and it was like it's always uncomfortable. Like I don't like being asked, "What do you want?" Um, yeah, and that's like another part of the whole. Christmas because I, I don't want to say, "Hey, this is what I want." It's like if I want something, I'd rather just like I'll go buy it. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, you could surprise me with something that is very meaningful or. I don't know, whatever. But, like, I get it. Like, not... It, it's very it's very hard to do that. It's much easier to walk into a store, pick out a nice V-neck from Banana Republic, and... <laughs> Go faithful. And uh, put it in a box and under the tree. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah. And, and, you know, it just got me thinking about, like, well, yeah, well, what do I really want? And, like, this year, just, like, I don't really... There's nothing I really want. Yeah, there's things that, like, in a very general sense, I you know, want. What, like peace and harmony? <laughs> no, not, not, not like corny crap like that, right? Like, you know, I'd be lying and saying, all I want for Christmas is world peace. It's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's generally a good thing. Yeah. That could happen, yeah. maybe. Potentially, maybe, yeah. never, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like, it's just like, what do I really want? I you know, there's some things I want, but then like, really anything that I tell you is probably like within a year going to be obsolete or like yeah. broken or, or you useless can't afford it. or or you just can't afford it <laughs> yeah. or yeah yeah exactly well or even if you can like you know if i said oh yeah get me you know this car yeah and and, and you were totally about that <laughs> yeah and you got me the car well it's like great i have a car and now and nowhere to park it and nowhere to park it now i got to stress about getting insurance exactly. and gasoline and, exactly and, you know Parking. I, you know, I. A side note. Mm -hmm. I'm so annoyed when car owners complain about parking. Yeah. It's like it's it's a pet peeve of mine that I kind of silently like cringe to myself. I'm just like, you have a car. This yeah. is part of the deal. Yeah, exactly. Right. Putting it somewhere, you have to think about 
Where it's am like, I going to put the You know car? how you'll never have parking issues ever again <laughs> is if you don't own a car. Yeah, And exactly. I'm not, like, being, like, on a high horse, like, hey, look at us. We don't own a car because I would very much love to drive to work every day. Oh, yes, and, you would. <laughs> and, av- and avoid the TTC. But it's mm-hmm. just, like, it's not something I need to do. I'm, I'm fully, you know, I'm, I'm right on the subway. It's cool. I don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, as convenient or as more as comfortable as that may be, right? But, like... Don't complain about parking. Parking is not, like, whatever. Oh, we parked, like, so far. It's, like, really a couple blocks? Like, you know, it's, like, <laughs> uh, it's not that far. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, so that that's my little aside on parking, which is, which leads me to the, the thing. is just, like, well, like, what do we really need? Why do we have so much stuff? And then complain about the stuff that we have. Um, and then, like, we're just co- constantly getting more stuff and being dissatisfied incrementally dissatisfied with our life and the stuff that we claim we wanted in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Like for (coughs) me, I don't know. Like I used to, I used to be a lot more like into shopping and I mean, I still, I mean, obviously I'm a human being, I'm a woman, uh, and not to generalize, but most women do like, you know, the act of shopping. I absolutely cannot stand it now. Um, going into a mall is like, it doesn't give me anxiety, but I would prefer to not. But then again, I'm also not like, I just hate going to malls, so I'm just going to shop online because that's boring to me. Like I'd rather go to the mall. So I don't even know what it is. Like something has switched in me over... I don't know if it's just getting older, but I've just really started to kind of adopt more of like a minimalist mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what, like kind of what has prompted me to do that. Even like when we got this apartment, so like we got it, we had, we had no furniture. Like you owned a bed and a dresser and that's really all we had. Um, Our first purchase was... First of all, the Christmas tree. Christmas tree. <laughs> and then after that, we bought our couch. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, as some of you know, we uh, live a cash flow kind of life, which mm-hmm. basically means that we don't have a credit card. We don't have any debt of any kind. So any purchases we make, we have to <coughs> do it the old fashioned way. So save up and pay cash for it, yeah. which in its you know essence slows things down because if we had a credit card, or we decide to take on a store credit or whatever, we could have furnished this place in a day, right. you know, and it's been a year and we, it's still quite minimal in here. And I actually really like it that way. Like it's, it kind of at first started off as like, well, we just get what we can afford. So obviously we're going a lot slower. Like we still yeah. don't have bedside tables. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like bedside, um, tables. We don't have a cough, um, and table and tables for our couches either. So it's like, at first it, it was because we were forced to go slow because everything had to be cash purchased. Um, but now I'm almost like, okay, it's kind of empty in here a little bit, but I really want to be mindful about what I need, mm-hmm. how I'm going to manage whatever it is I get to meet those needs and then also matching what I want to meet those needs. So for me, we have this, for example, just to illustrate, we have, um, basically like a mantle facade on our, in our, in our apartment. So it's a fireplace with no fire and nothing there. And basically like normally to flank a fireplace, you'll put like two chairs or, or something, right. To kind of like dress up your room. Mm -hmm. So I have literally been racking my brain for the last year about how I'm going to (laughs) style from an interior design perspective, how I'm going to style around this mantle and where our Christmas tree is right now. Basically once that Christmas tree is down is just this giant empty corner yeah (laughs) which i'm I'm like i'm fine with (laughs) you uh, yeah but that is not okay like i can't just have an empty corner (laughs) that i need to either put like a you know a big plant or uh, maybe like an art like a shelving unit or something it can't just like literally be just like an empty corner but again like i said i've been (coughs) mindful about this for a a year now like since we've lived here i'm like i don't just want to buy anything to just be like well it's an empty corner i need to fill it so all last year, it was just a big old empty corner, like yeah. you said. And then on the other side of the mantle, I'm like, well, I'd really like to put like a really nice cozy armchair. 
Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this and I know that I want a lamp to kind of go overhead to like illuminate if I want to read there. And then next to it, I want to put like a really, really small, not even like a coffee table, like an end table, but a, like a miniature, just something that, to fit a book and a, a coffee. That's it. Right. And so like, I've really been mindful about not only the need, which is that, okay, I need to put something there, maybe some extra seating. Mm-hmm. The want, which is that, well, I want a really nice chair. What kind of chair do I want? You know, and then thinking about that ahead of time so I can save money for it and being very functional about it. Well, what am I going to do on this chair? I'm going to sit there, probably have a nice drink, a little coffee, a little latte, maybe Mm -hmm. Um, probably read a book. So I'm going to need a little side table there. So like just like living minimally for me has been being like very mindful and planning everything out and not just being like, let's just go to the store and buy it. Like, let's just take our credit card. Let's just go to Ikea and swipe, swipe, swipe and just buy things just for the sake of buying things. Um, But yeah. Okay. So so how do you define that, that utility, right? Like, or how would you say to other people to define like what is like a need and what is something that they actually like, want or like how what goes into how you make your purchases and what not yeah exactly i mean no one would sit here and say that an armchair is a need (laughs) (laughs) especially when we have this big sectional couch but like we're at a point now where like we've managed to meet all of our furniture quote needs Mm -hmm. which i mean the truth is you don't really even need a couch no right like we had nothing here but a sleeping bag you know and of course, nobody needs a couch, but most people have a couch in their living rooms. Um, so now that we've managed to kind of fill those those first needs, we have a dining table, we've got chairs in the dining table. Ori- originally, when I bought this dining set, I got it for, I think it was $60, $90 off of Craigslist mm-hmm. or Kijiji, one of those two. And it was just like a wooden, it's a wooden round table with four wooden uncomfortable chairs. So those, those wooden uncomfortable chairs met a need. Yeah. Then when I was able, and you know, I felt the need that my ass hurts sitting on these chairs. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Especially when we were like working at the table. Or yeah. Like or just sitting, having like a nice conversation. Like I'd be like, okay, wow, ow, 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 my tailbone. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to like slowly lower myself, raise myself out of the chair. Yeah. So that was an example. We ended up saving up some money and buying some like cushioned upholstered dining room chairs. So I just kind of like starting with the minimum that you need to kind of get by and then over time expanding on that. Um, So we still don't, we didn't add anything else. We just replaced those chairs. Um, And that's kind of how I look at it. Like the need was a chair, a dining room chair, not an armchair for me to lounge in, right? But, like, a dining room chair where I sit to eat. Yeah. I think generally, like, there's a there's a shift in just the way that, like, people are using their living space and just the way, you know, communities and cities are being built. Yeah. Are, they're being more centralized into, like, urban centers mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, the old suburb model. Right? Yeah. Which is still going on. There's still, like, urban sprawl in suburbs, you know, popping out. Even further and further away from you know the the, cent- the city center, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I think l- living in the city and uh, in like smaller spaces kind of forces you to have that more um, utilitarian or pragmatic approach to um, how you you know furnish your home. But it's, it's not, not just, just furnishing your home, right? Though. Yeah, it's, it's like not, living your life. Yeah, exactly. Right, like. Um, and there's just a lot of things in, in life, right? It'll, and, and I know to like our suburban friends, we're just sounding like the most. We sound like, like liberal, yeah. like hippie people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I always say this, like to my suburban, you know, friends, I'm like the biggest hipster they know. Yeah, it's true. To my hipster friends, I'm the staunch conservative. <laughs> they know. It's true. Right. Um, so, but, but yeah, it's not just, it's not just about like furnishing your home. I think there's like. Um, a minimalist approach that I think to life. that generally people are starting to recognize and take towards towards life, and yeah. I think that, that um, should start to like like I think we've kind of started it off with our consumption habits, mm-hmm. um, but I think now I think we're trying to extend that to like you know our relationships, our eating habits, even 
Like, and just Are utterly. we? <laughs> in January. In, in January. <laughs> Minimalist. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm not quite ready to do that this week, but no, like, uh, like, next not, week, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to, like, go, like, I'm going to eat this, like, you know, um, pear for dinner, <laughs> right? But, like, I think... I'm just being more mindful, like, over the past couple of weeks since I've tried to be more... You've been really good about it. ...conscious about it. Not not for, from partly for health reasons as well, but, like, mostly, like, I just want to see what I'm eating and then just, like, tracking it and knowing where, like, my food intake is has kind of forced me to be like, hey... Do I really need to eat this? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and I kind of stopped going to Tim Hortons for breakfast every morning. Yeah. And that really helped on our budget, too. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're spending how much every day on Tim Hortons? It's not even good. Yeah. And it's, I'd that's almost, like, excuse it if it's like, okay, this is a pretty good breakfast. Yeah. It wasn't good. It's just what was around, right? Exactly. And, like, I don't even get coffee. Like, I'm, 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 yeah, in a sense, you're like, not having coffee. The there's morning. free coffee at work. If I want coffee, I'll just have the crappy coffee at work. I'm yeah. not going to be like, ugh, you're having coffee from the pot? Yeah. Like, I literally heard somebody say that in the office. You <laughs> did? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> it's just like, okay, well, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think, I think just like, you know, time consumption, mm-hmm. even, right? Mm-hmm. Like how you spend your time. And that's uh, been all like, that's, that's really convicting for me. Yeah, I, well, I think in, just in general, it's just how you manage all of the resources and like time, food, energy, like all the Money. things, all the things that you have access to. How are you like stewarding them? And like, for the most part, I think we're doing a good job. Obviously, there's like a lot of areas where we're totally like dropping the ball. Like, yeah, like we just had like banana bread. Um, which was super delicious. Okay, like way. don't shit on my banana bread no, because like that was the, the first banana time bread was legit. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not shitting on the banana bread <laughs> itself. What I'm saying is like, can we just like sidetrack for one second the <laughs> oh, whole sure. baking thing? How I was going on a tangent earlier about the fact that Christmas spirit is baking. Yeah, like I actually tried banana bread, making banana bread for the first time. I put walnuts and chocolate chips. Yeah. And it was good. So yeah. if you're about to shit on my banana bread. No, absolutely not. It was the truth. <laughs> what I'm saying is that, like, that is an excess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I don't think, like, people think about minimalism, oh, it's just, like, you just... Such a downer. Yeah, it just seems like such a downer because, yeah, people want stuff. I want stuff. We want all the expensive things, you guys. Uh, yeah, you like, don't uh, even... I just, <clears throat> I worry that we're coming across as, like, these, like crazy enlightened hipster left-wing intellectuals like would love a celine bag if you even like i hope you even know what celine is i actually think most people i know don't know who celine the brand celine is unless they're in the fashion world listen i'd love to go like walk around with like a hugo boss suit and like ferragamo shoes yeah (laughs) especially like the travels that we've been on we're like okay where's the Where's the luxury stores? We, <laughs> where's the, that's where's like, the Gucci neighborhood? Yeah, exactly. That's like literally like our, like, what's the word when you're, our, our landmark? landmark. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, we know that area is going to be nice. Yeah, so. exactly. But like, take us to the nearest Salvatore Ferragamo store. Thank you. Yeah, which in Italy was just like everywhere. everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Next to the butcher and next yeah. to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, I love those things, like not love them, but like I, I enjoy having nice things. And I think because of that, I kind of stop myself from buying garbage. Things. It kind of forces us to be minimalist. Well, because actually. like, okay, like I told you the other day, like I am, like I am going to do everything to avoid ever buying another shirt from Zara. Be- oh yeah. Because the last like four or five shirts that I've owned from Zara mm-hmm. have like lasted like two, three months max yeah right um one that i got for christmas last year mm-hmm. literally didn't make it past one wash really yeah because was after, it me did i put it in the dryer no it wasn't like a dry clean only there was no it was just a regular shirt yeah but like oh, after so that annoying. one wash it made me look like a fat guy like the buttons were hanging on for dear life do you think when, that was because of after christmas you kind of became a fat guy um it, you know it was, pro- <laughs> it was a christmas present it was probably then- a combination but like <laughs> Usually, like the the change isn't that. Wait a minute! This shirt's making me look like a fat guy. No, Damn like, you, Zara! <laughs> no, but like I remember wearing it once after Christmas. Yeah. Like, cause I got it, I got it like the day after Christmas. Okay. Or actually, Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I got it on Christmas Day, 
I the first time I wore it was like a week after Christmas when like my office had like a, a sales kickoff party in January. Yeah. I wore it that one time. Oh, it, I know which one you're talking it about. It went in the wash and then I've never worn it again because and I've tried it on at my various fluctuations in weight over yeah. the past yeah, yeah, yeah. um, you know, year. And it's just it's 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 a no go. It's done. Yeah. The other shirt that I got the same Christmas from Zara. Um, and they, and don't get me wrong, when they start off, they fit great and like, they look good and stylish. Yeah, right off the rack. Yeah. And then like this other one, you know, within a couple of months, the elbow started wearing out to eventually like the elbow just ripped. Um, and then this most recent one that I bought maybe like a month ago now, like I, I took off my, my blazer this week and like, yeah, sure enough, the elbows ripped. Mm, okay. So it's like, you know, I've spent... You know, if you total that, those three shirts or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that was the total value was maybe like a hundred to one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, probably. Right. There's one shirt that I that only yesterday like just ripped, and I've had that shirt since two thousand eight. And where was that from? That, and how much did it cost? That one, co- that one shirt cost a hundred dollars. Okay. It was from a brand called Martinique. Okay. Um, it's not even like a super high end luxury brand. Yeah, it's but just it's just like slightly above. Retail yeah, it's price. like about like Banana Republic kind of level. Okay. Or Banana Republic Massimo Dutti. Yeah. Kind of level. So slightly like, like luxury retail. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, so that shirt lasted me what like eight years. That's crazy. Right. Um, yeah, sure. It didn't like look as crisp as it did the day I bought it, mm-hmm. but it was still it was still holding it down as like a casual like button up shirt. Hmm. So it's like okay. So would you say it's worth more like to spend money on less things? Yes, absolutely. Like, spend more money on less on less things. Yeah, I would agree because like for us, we just spent a couple hundred, like several hundreds of dollars uh, between the two of us buying two camel coats, mm-hmm. like camel colored, whatever. Yeah, wool coats. Wool coats. Yeah. And um, yeah, like probably just just under a grand, I think, between the two of us. Something like that. Anyways, basically, and like, you know, it was really hard for me to even justify spending that much money. It was like 500 bucks. Yeah. So between the two of us, like, it was hard for me to justify spending that much money. Yeah. And, but in the end, like, I thought, okay, how many times am I going to buy this, like, another coat like this? Because I did go to Zara and they had them for like a hundred something dollars or maybe even less than a hundred. And the quality was not quite there. Um, but you know, I was really tempted. I'm like, but it's like a third of a quarter of the price I'm about to pay for this other coat. But then I thought, you know what, am I really going to just like constantly be buying this coat every year? I'm not really one to like try to keep up with trends per se. So I thought, okay, what's more of like a timeless color. Okay. Basically like a, the color of my jacket is called cigar, Mm -hmm. which I really liked. It's not quite like a camel color. Um, I mean, I've seen this color on, like, in old-timey movies when yeah. people are wearing their coats. So <clears> it's, it's timeless. It's not going to go out of style. Um, the quality was really well made. It was pretty warm. So I figured, you know what? Let me just spend this money on this. And then I just really need the one coat, like, yeah. more of a dressier coat. And I have my, like, winter actual, like, jacket jacket yeah. when it's, like, minus 20 out. Well, well like, last so year. So it's, like, less but, like, more. Right. Fur. And, like, on that note, like, last year, again... I needed a winter coat um, or like a, just like a jacket, like an everyday casual winter jacket. Yeah. I bought one from Zara. It was like, what, 60 bucks? Oh, that thing is ripped. Yeah, that thing is gone. It's yeah. useless after one after one season. Crazy. Right? So it's and like, it was like $60. It was like $60. So right now, like let's say I go to Zara again and buy another $60 coat. So if I'm spending $60 a year on, on like this type of coat, then like – you know, in a couple of years, I'm spending a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Right? It's just like, well... It all adds up. I'd rather, you know, just hold out. Buy <laughs> go a, to Hugo. Buy, yeah, go to <laughs> Boss Out. <laughs> <laughs> that same jacket, the equivalent style and, like, make would be, like, a thousand dollars. Yeah, and again, I'm not worried about having, like, the latest, you know, design fashion every exactly. year. Like, yeah, I like those, like, timeless looks, right? Yeah. And the same thing, like, we were talking earlier about the, like, home decor, right? Like, for me, that le- that chair, that armchair that I want to be next to the mantle, my reading chair, like, I would really love, like, a really nice, worn, 
brown leather, like a real leather armchair. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've been like looking and like, I haven't seen anything south of $2,000 for that chair. Mind you, you know what? I'm probably not going to go out and buy a $2,000 chair right now. But the temptation's there. (laughs) You know, and I could fully go to Ikea and get an armchair from there. You know, and really, the thing is, I don't even really need an armchair. So if I want one and I feel the need at the time to get one, like, I'd rather just hold off and get a $2,000 one, if that makes sense. I don't even know. But (laughs) it's like... I guess, like, I just want to have less stuff in my life because I feel like there's so much going on that, like, having to worry about, like, getting more things and keeping, maintaining more things, and then when you move, potentially, you know, having to move all this yeah, crap around. Yeah, things get around. damaged, things get lost. Exactly. Whatever. It's just so much, like, extra to your life that's, like, bulk, and it really, at the end of the day, doesn't even matter. Like, who cares what kind of dining chairs yeah, you I have? Think, I think at the end of the Actually, day, it's, it, it's, it's not so much about, like, even how much stuff you have or what kind of stuff or how much the stuff you have costs. Yeah. I think it's just about, like, being mindful and not, like, being, like, being conscious and intentional about... Your time, your money, your... And the value. uh, The value that is added. Right, exactly. by the purchase, by the people you're with, how you're spending your time. Yeah, but what what I'm getting at is, like, being in control of of all those things. I think that's the biggest struggle, though. Right, exactly. Is is just, you know, not saying... Like, you know, I I heard a statistic or something like that. Like, some of these fast, like, fashion retailers, Mm -hmm. like your H&Ms, your Zars, stuff like that, they put out, like... 52 collections a year. That's that's new designs, new merchandise every week. Yeah. Right? That shows up at the Salvation Army. <laughs> yeah. They can't possibly be turning that over, like, yeah. on a weekly basis, Especially right? some of the shit that H&M's been coming right. out with. Oh well, that's God. the thing. It's, like, because you're making it at such a cheap price because of, like, devalued... And cheap labor. Because of devalued labor overseas. Yeah. Like, we don't... Like, North America... We don't ever pay the full value of anything. Yeah. Right? Like, we just don't. Yeah. It doesn't, we don't know what the real value of things are because um, everything we get is imported, made with like completely underpaid labor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we devalue, like, we don't regard the, like, the fuel that goes into transporting stuff to and fro, mm-hmm. the environmental costs of constantly consuming and things like that. So it's like, All right. Now, you know, we were watching this minimalist documentary on Netflix and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, so what is, what is important to me then? All right. If I'm going to start making it to make my like. It's a good time of year to be thinking about that. Yeah. What is important to me as far as I'm making my purchase decisions? It's like, all right, I think quality, longevity, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, more in, increasingly, the environmental impact is is becoming important to me, right? Yeah, and it's so funny. Why? Like, I, I always think about that with the two of us. Like, why is it that we even have started to really care about that? You know, like we didn't really grow up with families that cared too much about that. I think my family originally comes from like an agricultural background, yeah, as farmers back home in Pakistan. But so it's a little bit in my family, but it wasn't something that was necessarily top of mind. I so, think it's something that's just generally. Um, that's kind of a higher level of like social consciousness. In is general. that because we live in the city and we're those hippies that don't have a car? Is that like, are we just kind of like playing into are, this? Oh yeah. Are we like just not admitting it? <laughs> that, admitting like, what? Admitting that we are those like, uh, you know, environmentalist left leaning hippies. But like my politics are absolutely not liberal. From a political <laughs> and like economic standpoint, we are not liberal in any sense right um but yeah it, and I, mean, I don't think that conservatism is is completely like um, wasteful yeah or is completely um mutually exclusive with environmental mindfulness right? yeah i actually remember a few years ago talking with a friend about like and i at this point i had this was probably about a year or probably about two years ago i had started talking about the fact that you know what i really want to be more conscious about the environment about mm-hmm. animals and so i just yeah i have like a really soft spot in my heart for like animals yeah <laughs> like remember that video i saw i like started bawling my eyes out uncontrollably which one it was like a dog oh, it was a like dog, a dog being, like... being tortured yeah like i don't even want to talk about it because i'm gonna start crying but like yeah, like, I don't know, something about, like, animal rights and stuff. And if you know me, like, if you actually have met me, you probably would never think 
that I would care about like animal rights or whatever, but like I actually really do. And like, <laughs> was it copious amounts of beef that you eat? Or I know it's like yeah, that's, that's the thing, right? It's like it's hard. Like I obviously struggle with things too, like my love of red meat. <laughs> but at the same time, like I do care about you know, like I want to try to be able to like help in whatever way that I'm able to. Yeah, am I going to become a vegan? Probably not. Let's yeah. be real. I think, but like I remember discussing this with a friend. And they were like, well, well, I was like, you know, I'd like to actually start maybe making like donations to like the WWF. Yeah. Which is not the World Wrestling Foundation people. Well, I think legally (laughs) they had to make that decision. They had to change it, exactly. (laughs) With the World Wildlife Foundation or any other kind of like animal rights activist groups out there. And I remember this friend who was actually a close friend was like, oh, but like, shouldn't you give to like human things? Like, I get that animals are important and, like, nature is important, but shouldn't you, like, more donate to, like, starving people? And it's just, like, it really kind of dawned on me, like, why does it have to be either or? Like, why can't I also care for the environment and care for people? Yeah. It's, like, me caring for the environment is somehow taking away from the starving children in Africa. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, like, I feel a personal conviction to be a bit more mindful of the environment, the way, like, my carbon footprint and things like that like that's my personal conviction yeah and if i feel that way then my like donation and charity dollars should go to where i feel convicted not where i feel that well it's trendy like let's all give to the kids in africa and if you are have a heart for that like that's great and i i also do but for me i also have a heart for more environmental yeah issues, i think there's not know? like there there is kind of like um you know, with any sort of cause, everyone's going to kind of be like, no, like, this is trendy. more important. That's yeah. more important. It's just like, guys, <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on in the world. Exactly. And, and that's like, why not all of us have the same conviction. And I think that, like, I think I think a lot of people have kind of just given up on humans, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, it's just like, uh, <laughs> we're hopeless. We're going to all kill each other off anyway. Yeah. Let's just make sure whatever alien species finds our planet <laughs> in, in, like, a millennia. They'll still they'll, have, like, animals. They'll still be giraffes here. Oh, I know. <laughs> giraffes are so cute. No, but I think there's, like, a balance. And I think that... It, it, you know, I, I've always said, like, it's all about balance. And, yeah, and every, you literally have always said that. Because it really <laughs> is, right? And I think that there is, like, an equilibrium where, you know, um, you know, it's not mutually excuse, exclusive. It's, like, your attitude towards... You're a an, Libra, right? Yeah. Your attitude <laughs> towards animals, I think, also speaks to, in some way, your attitude towards other humans. Now, I mean, that's a very general thing to say, but, like... Um, it kind of does, though. It kind of it kind of does, right? Like, have you ever met a person that doesn't like dogs? <laughs> Case and point. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's be real. And then when you meet a dog person, oh, that, it's like, like family. Love, they're like, oh yeah, like woo, like they're just like, I don't know. Dog people are the best people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cat people. <laughs> But you know what? I respect cat people because at least they love something, you know? Like, people that just don't like animals, like, then what do you do? Like, what is (laughs) your... There's a lot of other things to do. Like, but literally, like, how do you just, like, decide I don't like animals? Like, okay, so... Yeah, you can't decide to, like... There's certain things you can't decide not to like. Yeah. <laughs> you could be like, oh, I'm kind of indifferent to, like, I'm not going to be, like, a champion for animal rights. But yeah, like, that's fine. I don't think, like, I don't think anybody could say I don't like animals. Like, I've met even a few... if you eat all the animals, that's like, no, you got to like the animals. I've met someone. I've met people that are just like, I just don't care. Like, I just really don't care. I just, it's not like they mean them any harm. <laughs> right. But they just, like, are ambivalent. Or whatever to animals or anything having to do with them. They just think that they're just like another thing, like an item that can just be treated as And this is what I'm saying is like I think as as like balanced human beings, which I think like most religions and even like agnostic or, you know, atheist uh, beliefs try to find that equilibrium where you're trying to find a balance in life where all living things can kind of live in some sort of like harmony and not just continuous harm to one another. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's something everybody, most people can agree with. Um, and, and yeah, I think when you're not causing harm to one another or animals or to like just the air that you're breathing. Yeah. Right. And I love cars. Yeah. Let me just say that right <laughs> now. Like 
if you have like a Ferrari four eight eight like V ten that you want to park outside my my <laughs> driveway will, right you now, will literally sit I the will window. like empty several get, get tanks of gas for you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like yeah. I will have and enjoy every second of it without a second thought to the environment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm still trying to find that balance, right, in, in, in my personal life. But like, so what are some things that like you wanna? I think like I think, change in your life. That- I, th- I think I want to be more conscious of like where the stuff I put my money into comes from. Okay. Like whenever possible, like I like going to the bu- the local butcher. Yeah, it's literally called the friendly butcher. Yeah, I like going. And then to- remember, I asked you, I was like, "Is he friendly?" He's absolutely friendly. Um, I <laughs> was like, he helpful though? It, very helpful. Okay. Right. Like uh, you can ask him a question, like, "Oh, what's the best way to kind of get, get this? I want to get this kind of texture with this meat." Like, yeah. Oh, okay, you want to do this? So they'll, they'll oh, help. good. So it was really. Could I go there by myself and like, would they help me? Like, would I get the right kind of meat? Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so like, I like I like walking to my butcher whenever possible. I mean, he's a little pricey, so it's it's only yeah, like it's special, a special occasion, special occasions kind of meat. Yeah. Um, or the baker, right? Yeah. Now, Daniel's it, Bakery is just up the street from us as well. Right. Or like the fruit stand, and like, you know, like at least I know I'm contributing. More to, to your like local economy. to the local economy and keeping those like helping those small businesses out. Yeah. Now I'll, I'm also of the belief that like Metro is also contributing to the local economy. It's, it's keep, true. It's keeping more and they're people closer in, to us than the friendly butcher by a couple steps. Yeah, it's keeping more people employed than the butcher is. That's right? true. So then there's like another level to that. It's like okay, how much do I care about where my meat comes from, and how much like how the environmental impact on that beef is terrible for the environment. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely terrible. We spend, we we raise so much food just to feed our food. Yeah, right. Mm, delicious, delicious <laughs> food. You know, and <laughs> and that's something that like I gotta like so buttery that I gotta like figure out. Right, yeah. Like, so you know, maybe we cut back on the meat on the like the red meat consumption, or what? or buy more <laughs> sustainable cuts. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 for sure. Right, steak is not a sustainable is not a, like an efficient use of the animal. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, you chop up this giant cow. Yeah, but like the cow couple, will know. For like a couple giant steaks. I know, but the cow will be like, I made Octavia so happy today. My <laughs> life was worth living. You know, like he, his purpose was fulfilled and then right. he brought me so much joy. Right. So that's why you make it, uh, you make it like a more like special occasion kind of meat. And then you ball out and get like better quality meat. Some Kobe? Some, well, you can't get Kobe outside of uh, Japan. So maybe oh. some like Wagyu. Or maybe oh, some yeah. of that, like you know, um, you know, other meats that we seem to love learning about lately. You do, <laughs> I yeah. do. I love it. So, so yeah, it's just thinking about that, or like my clothes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, now Zara, I think is is starting to make my shit list. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's so unfortunate because they do such a good job at like mirroring the trends, but at such a low price. point. At such a low price point and quality, yeah. Yeah, right? Exactly. So now. Conti- it just reinforces continued trips to the mall where then I'm more inclined to buy other crap I don't need. Yeah, right? that's true. So if I'm just more intentional and, like, buy one wicked-ass shirt mm-hmm. instead of having to buy a new Something Zara... Something crispy. Instead of having to buy a new <laughs> Zara shirt every three months... Yeah. Then, like, I think that's a better use of my time and money. That's right? true. Um, and then, yeah, so then one level up that is, like, okay, well, I'm buying this expensive shirt, so, like... Tell me about it. Where's the cotton come from? Where is it? <laughs> Did this chicken have a happy life? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm not... <laughs> like, we're not trying to be Portlandia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we're like, at the end of the day, like, at, this is something that I'm still sort of developing. What what my values are going to be... totally... With regards to my... Urban. <laughs> yeah. I know how... I we, completely know how oh we're sounding. Oh, my God. So we're, we're going to have to have, like, a super, like, hardline yeah, conservative... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hardline conservative show next week. <laughs> We are uh, literally Portlandia right yeah. now. Um, I just it sucks, right? Because it sucks being like pigeonholed. Because like you know, we are I would say pretty well informed individuals, and we're yeah. like we're just trying to kind of I guess grow up and kind of just like make informed decisions about, like you said, what we wear, what we eat, like where it's coming from, who it's affecting, and like. And I don't think we're doing it for the reasons that some people would do it for like the social capital gained absolutely from if anything it's being backwards. environmental or like i really don't care yeah right? like exactly. i don't care if i'm on trend with my uh social policy yeah right 
that's just that's not a concern for me. Yeah. Right? And the truth is most of our friends are actually probably the opposite in the sense like not necessarily but like I find that a lot of the people that I grew up with don't think this way. Like mm-hmm. I have one friend in particular who's kind of been she's kind of actually been my inspiration in a lot of this like kind of changing my mindset. Yeah. Um and we grew up in like the suburbs together. We went to elementary school and high school together and like she's just so so mindful about not being wasteful. Like she'll take like, she'll make her own things. She's so crafty. She's so creative. And not only is she creative and crafty, she's so resourceful. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't waste things. And she just reminds me of, like, what people in the olden days used to be like. So, so much of how she is is actually how my grandmother is. Right. You know, like, not wasteful. She'll sew, you know, children's clothing out of a piece of fabric. And then, like, the leftovers of that fabric she'll use to, like mend something else another fabric thing like it's just amazing we'll see these pieces of fabric all over her place and and she's just so crafty and creative and resourceful and and actually thinks like well i don't really need to throw this out like i could just use it for something else and if she doesn't know necessarily what she's gonna she'll just make a way to use it yeah and i think that's one of the things that's maybe like lost with like the double income households kind of thing or just the amount of like people moving further away from where they do most of their life. Like yeah, work, exactly. And stuff like that. All that time lost means you don't have time to think about like, oh, I'm going to make something. I'm yeah. Gonna, it's just much I'm gonna more. I'm going to mend these jeans. <laughs> yeah. It's just much easier to just like go to Zara, get yourself another pair of $20 jeans yeah. and move on with your life. That's true. Right. I think Christmas is a perfect time now that like, Hopefully the shopping and all this craze is starting to die down and, you know, people are starting to think about, okay, getting together with their families and like, I kind of time to reset. It's like, yeah, it's like a really a time to like really reset, reflect. Christmas is a very reflective time for me. I think being more mindful of the way our money is being spent, what I want out of my life, like Christmas is such a good time to do that and not just get so caught up in like... You know, yeah. what what are we going to get each other for Christmas? And what's, Yeah, like forget about happen? all that. Like just yeah. think about your life. Think about what you want out of it and like what's important to you. And then like once you realize like the most important thing to you should be like the people around you. Yeah. Um, or, and just people in just general. Just people I in think. general. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, take a friend out to dinner. Cook them dinner. Yes, cook you know, them dinner. Um, cook them dinner. Buy them a drink. I had a friend like he he made he made me dinner last night. That was amazing. I know. I was like, that is so cute. Yeah, and then he like made like mixed drinks. It was it was really good, by the way. Okay. Santa, you're like so well, good. I'll have to be it invited was, like, next time. It was like Thanks. drinking an apple pie. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It was like this like bourbon mixed Sounds drink. Sounds very festive. Yeah, it was really good. But yeah, like. You know, spend time spend time with, with people and, like, just enjoy life. Have a drink. Have some food. You know, Merry just, Christmas. Yeah. Well, I just want to kind of say, like, you know, for myself, as a kid, like, my dad actually passed when I was 10 years old. And, like, I was just really thinking about over this Christmas time, like, the things that really matter and the things that actually or that stand out to me in particular about his life and the time that he was with us here was Christmas time. Like, those are the memories that... Because you two tend to forget kind of the day-to-day. Like, I don't yeah. remember what we were doing, like, in March. <laughs> you know what I mean? As a family. Right. But, like, the things... Like, these are the moments when you make those memories. So, if you're a parent out there, like, be really present with your kids at this time. Because I did... I know that, like, that's something my dad was so good about. Like, he was so present with his kids and his family. Yeah. They're not going to hate you if you don't get him a PlayStation. Absolutely. I honestly could not tell you any presents that my parents bought me. They did buy us presents at Christmas, but I honestly don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I remember my dad cooking in the kitchen for everyone. Like, I remember him being there and dressing up a Santa, brown Santa Claus that had <laughs> alcohol breath. Like, I remember it. Like, as much as it was, it was his own way of doing things, but, like, those are memories that stick out, like, perfectly in my mind and you know have lasted what so he died when I was 10 I'm 28 now that's 18 years of just remembering those Christmases those like you know few Christmases right not even 10 Christmases that I can actually remember right Mm -hmm. maybe what 
five Christmases that are in my childhood memory yeah. with my dad. So, like, if you're a parent, if you're a spouse, like, or anyone, just really just be present and, like, try not to stress and worry about all the other things that come with this, quote, Christmas spirit and season. Yeah. And just, like, really, we just really, really encourage you guys to just enjoy the people around you at this time, which we will be doing in a few days. So. Yeah. So, on that note, like, we love you. From our family. From our family to yours, whoever you are, wherever you are in the world. I know there's some of you who are listening and are not in Canada. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, we thank you very much for, for listening. And um, we hope that you've enjoyed this this journey with us. So for those that have been here since day one, if you're just getting on the getting on <laughs> the, the bandwagon. From the Russell Wilson episode. Yeah, welcome. Which, let's see how he does. <laughs> welcome to the uh, About That Life you'll stay with us in the new year this, this is what life is really what about yeah <laughs> this is what this podcast, we are about this this life. is literally the part of my life right now but yeah so from our family to yours guys we wish you a very merry christmas and the most abundant and happy new year there will be another podcast episode but from now merry christmas merry christmas once a more